I've heard quoted so many times and um, it gets referenced in so many places and I'm sure, I don't know, had you ever heard of this, heard of this movie before? Like you saw it today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard of it. I just never seen it. Mm -hmm. So you heard of like the no wire hangers ever and everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely heard that. <laughs> so uh, it's actually based on a book uh, by by Christina herself, right? Mm -hmm. So Christina is the I always get these two mixed up because Faye Dunaway plays uh, plays her so well, plays Joan Crawford so well. You can kind of get the mix up in your mind, but it's based on Joan Crawford. It's written by Christina Crawford, who was an adopted daughter of Joan. Mm -hmm. uh, and it goes over what was a chaotic and uh, abusive relationship between parent and child. And uh, the book came out in the late 70s, and they bought the option to make it into a film. And so in 1981, this was released. And it was going to be like a big deal because Joan Crawford was one of those old Hollywood actresses that was really famous. Yeah. Um, she was extremely famous. Yeah. So when this came out, of course, a lot of people wanted to see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did not do well. Uh, the critics didn't like it. Uh, most audiences were confused by it. And basically it suffered from having too many cooks in the kitchen, in the kitchen when it came to like directing and who was writing and things like that. And then also mm -hmm. uh, Faye Dunaway is Joan Crawford. She was a method actress. And I've never heard a good thing about a method actor ever because uh, they tend to absorb their role and then just like kind of treat everybody whatever, however their role is supposed to be, you know? Like Jared Leto, when he played the Joker, mm -hmm. he was like mailing bullets to his co-stars and stuff like that and sending dead animals because he's a method actor. That's what the Joker would do. So that's what he did. Wow. Okay. So uh, yes. So on set, Faye Dunaway was like a diva. Nobody really wanted to work with her. Mm -hmm. They were they were more relaxed when she was not on set. All that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can I can see why people would not um would not take kind. To a method actor, especially when they go to the extreme of what Jared Leto did, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he did. He did all that. Yeah, he did more to the yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, is that really necessary? <laughs> it's just I I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the movie opens up. It's like four a.m. and you see Joan getting up from bed, and she's going through her morning routine of scrubbing herself like she's about to go into surgery, right? Mm -hmm. So we have large amounts of steaming hot water, all this soap, and like just really scrubbing and she's disinfecting herself. <laughs> like just, yeah. okay. It's like, what did you do the night before? <laughs> right? Well, she sleeps in those gloves, like to keep her hands moisturized and then we do mm -hmm. this in the morning, like very intense beauty routine. And she uh, does like the steam on the face and then puts the witch hazel in the ice and does the ice on the face and, you know. Yeah. She's some money maker, you know, and um, she's going down to the studio and everything because she's, you know, she's Hollywood royalty, right? Mm -hmm. And she's dating this lawyer at the time, Greg Sabat, and she's they're walking on the beach together, and she's talking about how she wants to be a mother, how she, you know, her previous marriage, she had seven pregnancies, but they all miscarried, which is just that's a lot. 
It's a whole lot. Yeah. One miscarriage is devastating enough to have seven. Right. Right. That was mm-hmm. that was a lot. I'm surprised she didn't try to adopt back then because I would have I would have stopped probably after three. You and know, who knows what was going on back then, right? Maybe he, right. Maybe they were just like, no, we can't adopt. So let's try four more times. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that's a whole lot. So, you know, Greg is like, they're not going to give you a baby. You're you're a busy actress. You don't have a husband. You're divorced. You know, and she's like, no, it'll, it'll work out. And of course, when she goes to try and get the baby, that's exactly what they tell her. Mm-hmm. No, you're a busy actress. You're divorced. You know, it's it's not, you know, the, the moral look they want for the babies they're adopting. Mm-hmm. So uh, he actually does break the law and it's child trafficking. Like it buys a baby for a joke. Yeah. And it is actually child trafficking. And like uh according to some other reports, like it may involve the Jewish mafia or something. And I was like, that sounds a little crazy, but I, I don't know. Um but she gets the baby, and that's Christina. And we see like Christina's, I think it's like her third birthday, and it's huge, like she's got rides from a carnival and uh, live horses and like just piles of gifts and big cake and they've got a photographer there from the studio taking pictures of them and they're matching dresses. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, Christina <laughs> kind of gets irritated with taking all these pictures. Of course, because it's her birthday, yeah. so she, you know. as any kid would, you know. Right. And and then we also see that she has another kid as well mm-hmm. at the birthday, so she has a yeah. boy now. Yeah, she's got Christopher now, and he's mm-hmm. he's a baby. But you don't really see Christopher much at all in the movie. He's mm-hmm. there sometimes, and then a lot of the times he's not there, and it's never explained why or where he went or how he came back, where he's been. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not really explained, but I just took it as they were telling it from the standpoint of the daughter, since she was they, the one. That they were. Her. Yeah. Well, well, that's what they were. That's what the book was supposed to be, right? From her standpoint, mm-hmm. but the movie kind of ended up being more about Joan. Mm-hmm. But you don't really get a lot of like nuance on Joan's character, and she just kind of comes off as like a over the top monster. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I also saw when I googled it that she had more children than the two. She did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so I just chopped it up as like um, part Hollywood and part it was telling from Christina's standpoint. So. Yeah, I was just confused because uh, there's also you see that she has Christopher tied down to the bed sometimes. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I was just like, does he sleepwalk? Like, what is this about? It's not explained. Right? Yeah. That was not but- normal. No, it's it's not. <laughs> it's it's very odd. Um, but at the end of the birthday, like uh, Christy was opening her presents and she gets this doll that she likes, and Joan asks her like, "Oh, was that your favorite?" She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, we well, can keep that one. All your other gifts we're gonna give away to children at the back of the orphanage." And I'm just like, "Dang." Yeah, that was. Gonna give up. away all of my gifts. Right. Like, Right, all these people they didn't win and bought these gifts, and I can't keep them. Right, like just donate some money or donate some other gifts. Like, yeah, and she would do this in real life, she would give them these presents and let them keep one and then give the rest away, but make them write thank you notes for the presents. Yeah, 
that she bought them that's and give away. Yeah, that's kind of like mental abuse, you know what I mean? No, yeah, um, there's a lot of it, you know, it looks like is kind of very narcissistic, very controlling, domineering type of personality. But um, I, I wish they had just given a little bit more context is like the movie, kind of like how movie the movie world was at the time and how mm -hmm. studios could control so much of your life and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because they would be signed to um, like a record label. Yeah. Uh, Melissa says, I saw Mommy Dear so many times and the movie is over the top. It is. Yeah. It is. Right? Because they were hoping for, well, Christina was hoping for the movie to be like this um, look into child abuse that hap happens in, you know, these Hollywood homes or whatever and something mm -hmm. like that. But it really just kind of, it didn't get there <laughs> at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it became about the over the top performances because at one point, you know, Joan is basically asked to leave MGM, right? And that night she gets dressed up in this gown and goes to the garden and just starts hacking away all the roses. Mm -hmm. She demands that the children come downstairs and help her hack away these roses and everything. And uh, that's when you get the Tina, bring me the axe, you know, scene so that she can cut down a tree. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is happening? What's going on? Yeah. Makes you wonder did some of this actually really go on? Or is this just Hollywood? Uh some of it we some of it was real. Some of it they did come up for the movie though. Yeah. Um like the whole thing where they have that race in the swimming pool mm -hmm. and she's just, just working this girl to the bone. She's trying to trying to get her to be strong, but like you don't need to. You're. She's done. She's tired. <laughs> like, right. What are you doing? Yeah, poor um, <laughs> And she's like, "I'll always beat you because I'm bigger and stronger than you." And so, like, what is the point? What are you trying to tell yeah. me? Like, right. uh, but that is also the same scene where she has her bathrobe on and she has shoulder pads in her bathrobe, which is just yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know they also had like house slippers with heels on, so I wasn't surprised yeah. with the uh with the uh shoulder pads. That's true. That's true. They do have those. I was surprised with shoulder pads though. You know, and uh, things like she sees uh sorry Joan sees Christina like kind of mimicking her. You know, she's in the, she's in her uh in her vanity with the brush and like I just want to say thank you to all my fans. And Joan is offended. Like, you're making fun of me. You know, why are you always looking at yourself in the mirror or whatever? And uh, she starts, like, brushing through her hair because Christina had put some setting lotion on her hair. So now it's, like, dry and stiff so the brush can't get through. But she keeps trying to go for it. And it's not working. She pulls out the scissors and just starts hacking at Christina's hair. Yeah. And those were some really, really, really sharp scissors. Yes. That's what stood out to me. I was like, she's going to mess around and stab her. Like, <laughs> Especially with the way she was pulling her. Like, you mm -hmm. know, cut her hair, just like messing it up completely. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, even accidental. Like, it just, it was just a bit too, too close to, for comfort for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. But there were real instances where, like, Christina, like, got her dress ripped. Right, because she's a mm -hmm. kid, she ripped a dress, and Joan made her wear that dress every day, all day for a week. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't let her change anything else. Yeah. 
And yeah. he's going to school in the same dress every day. Right, right. You would have thought that, like, the parents, or, or not the parents, but the teachers or something would have said something, but... Like, what are they going to say to Joan Crawford? Right. Yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it just it, it, they wanted to show. I mean, like some of these scenes are actually pretty disturbing, mm-hmm. right? Like the violence is pretty disturbing, but when uh, they're not being physical, it's 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 like I don't know. You have to see it, right? Because um, we have the scene, of course, where she goes into the closet and she finds the wire hangers. But the thing that really stuck out to me about that is like it's actually kind of scary at one point because she has like this cold cream all over her face mm-hmm. with this lipstick that's like spread out. It's like she looks like the Joker. Mm. Mm. And there's the one point where they kind of zoom in on her face. And it's like this is actually kind of scary, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be. It can be. Um, I know. I know. I kind of joked about it on Twitter. I was just like, "Well, shit, I don't like wire hangers either." Shoot. But, right, but where would the little girl have gotten the wire hangers from? Right. She'd be that's, what herself. Like, that's what I said on Twitter as well. I was just like, you know, I'm sure she didn't put the wire hangers in there. Especially with all the workers that they got in that house. Right. She didn't do that, you know, but she got blamed for it. So it's just, it it was symbolic to me that she probably got blamed for a lot of stuff she didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know. Because that goes directly into a scene to the bathroom where she's, where, you know, Joe's basically pushing her to look at the floor. It's not clean. And mm-hmm. clean up the bathroom is like hitting her over the head with the cleaning powder. And there's like cleaning powder everywhere. And it's just like, ooh. Yeah. And yeah, I'll see very badly. Yeah. At the end, the scene, the little girl is just like, Jesus Christ. Mm. And it's just, you can feel it from the bottom of her spirit. It's just yeah. the most. Right, eight year old you've ever seen in your life, right? Because what eight year old says, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, like that, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's just this like strange double tone for this film where it's like, oh, that part's kind of scary, but what is this ridiculousness mm. right with it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you know, Joan also, of course, as Christina as her bartender, right. If you ever see Mad Men, they have their daughter as their bartender, too, right? Yeah. And she makes this a drink for one of her uncles, which is what Joan mm-hmm. calls her boyfriends, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just being kind of silly as a kid, you know, whatever. Like, just kind of looking at them, see what they're doing, you know? like. <laughs> and uh, Faye kind of takes, not Faye, I'm sorry, but Joan kind of takes it as, like, she's flirting with the guy, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? And so she sends her off to boarding school, which I was like, honestly, this is this might not be a bad thing to get away right. from Joe like this. Right. She probably was like, it took this long and that's all I had to do. <laughs> was really nothing. Right. She didn't really do anything. You know? Well, she she interrupted them when they was about to have um, adult time. Right. So it didn't seem like that particular boyfriend was in the building for her having kids because when she was making the drink and she said, Well, I make the drinks for all my uncles, he was like, I'm mm-hmm. not, uncle. Mm-hmm. you know, like, and then when she interrupted them, it was just like, Okay, yeah, but then Joan it. also told her to call him uncle, right? 
Right. And but, Chris but, was like, I told you, you want my uncle. <laughs> right. Right, right. And then when he um and then when she interrupted, it just seemed it just seemed like he just was not in the building for the kids. And then he looked younger too. So Oh, he did. He did look a lot yeah. younger. And um, <laughs> you know, we get uh, Christina in, in boarding school and she wants to be an actress like her mom, right? You can see like throughout the movie she's kind of like interested in that part of her mother's life. Mm-hmm. So she's trying it out in school and she gets like to know this guy and they're making out in the barn and their hater classmate sees them and reports them. Right. 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 So Joan has to come up there and she's yelling at the dean and everything, like, what kind of brothel are you running, you know, for these kids or whatever? And the dean is like, they weren't doing anything wrong. It's just like you can't do this on campus, you know, or whatever. And uh Joan is like, no, I'm I'm gonna take her out of the school. You know, mm-hmm. you guys don't care. And um, what you don't know right at that point is that she's also having money problems. So it's just kind of convenient that she can take Christina out of school now. Mm-hmm. And as they're driving away, she has this um, what do you call it? a little a flask in the in the car, right? So she's going, she's planning to drink and drive, right? In this scene. But there's nothing in the flask. Mm-hmm. And Christina's like, well, you know, there's a liquor store up the street down here. And she's like, of course she would know where to find the boys and the booze. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bit much. They get home and there's a uh, reporter there from Red Book by the name of Barbara who's doing an interview, you know, about how. Joan Crawford just has it all. How how she has you know, successful career and family and you know all this stuff, and um, <laughs> she starts lying about how Christina got kicked out of school, right? Because Christina didn't get kicked out of school. She didn't get expelled. Joan pulled her out. Right. So when Christina starts to say no, that's not what happened. Joan starts fighting physically fighting Christina to the point where she's choking her. Hmm. And um, when they're on the ground, Barbara tries to come in there and, like, kind of interrupt. And she just says, Barbara, please. <laughs> and Barbara just kind of goes away. And I'm like, what is going on? Y'all just stand here. Just let this one just be on her child. You're not going to do yeah. anything to stop this? And she yeah. actually tries to choke her out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did. And that was, that was, ooh. I was taken aback by that one, you know, because that that one was pretty intense. Yeah. The violence is actually violent and disturbing. Like, the child abuse is disturbing. It's just everything else surrounding that is, like, is a different movie. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Yeah. And then she was Mm -hmm. old enough at that point or big enough to where she could have, you know, fought back. I think she was supposed to be playing younger, actually. I think but she's she supposed was to be around like fourteen or fifteen. That I feel like that's big enough to at least protect yourself. But she was just letting her do it, like you know, like just instinct would have been like, "Get off of me," you know. They were fighting. I I mean, it just seemed like she was just letting her choke her. Yeah. So, yeah. Because there is one point where. Um, back towards the beginning where she breaks up with Greg, the guy who helped get the baby. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like shaking her. And then he says his lines and he stops shaking her while he's talking. And then he shakes her again when he starts talking. Right, right, right. Like, what? What is happening? Yeah. But yeah, so they, they end up in this very physical fight. Joan sends Christina off to live at a Catholic um, school, uh, a Catholic boarding school, mm-hmm. uh, where she will have no privileges, you know, because they believe right. everything Joan told them about her. Right. Oh, and just to go back a minute to that one scene when her and the lawyer broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I tweeted about this. The continuity in that scene was horrible. It was so horrible because, like, at the end when he's about to leave, she's laying in the bed, um, you know, trying to be cool, trying to tell him, like, if you leave, you ain't coming back. But then the next, next time they cut back to her, she got a cigarette in her hand. And it's like, okay, when did you get the cigarette? When did you light it? Like, it looked like it was already smoked on. Like, And then they cut back to him, and he already got his jacket in his hand over his shoulder. And it's like, when did you grab it? Like, yeah, yeah, the continuity was horrible. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Even though it was, it was, it was a poorly acted scene on top of the continuity. It was just like, okay, so y'all just didn't care. Just, all right. But, you know, continue. I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Um, but yeah, so they, she sends, Joan sends Christina off to a Catholic boarding school. And uh, while she's away, uh, she actually gets, Joan actually gets married to, to Alfred Steele. He's the CEO of PepsiCola at the time. Mm-hmm. And so... Pepsi had this deal with Joan to help promote the soda, and the promotions were very successful, things like that. Um, and at this time, Christina gets out of school, and she's kind of like living on her own because her mother won't help her out with anything. Mm. And there's this scene where they're all together, and you know, she's telling her mom, she's like, it's been really kind of hard this month. I don't know. I have enough to make ends meet. Could I have a little money? Her mom's like, absolutely not. You have to make it all on your own. We'll be more satisfied when you do it that way. And this whole time, Joan has been in relationships with men who are part of the movie industry, right? Like high up in the movie industry to help mm-hmm. her with her career, right? Or she yeah. gets married to Alfred Seal after she's been having these financial issues. So, you know, you haven't done it on your own, Joan. <laughs> mm-hmm. You had some help too. Right. And it wouldn't have been nothing for her to, you know, send over, you know, a telegram, I guess, back in those days um, to say, hey, do you have something you can put my daughter in? You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been nothing for her to do that. And she was just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing nothing. I feel like she was still, you know, trying to um, not reveal the fact that she was having issues. Yeah. Well, she had told her that she was having issues to the point where she was like, you're actually going to have to be on scholarship for school. You're going to have to start like working at school. But so. it just seemed like it just seemed like she wasn't, you know, really 100 percent forthcoming. Like she told her that. But oh, well, no, of course not. Yeah. yeah but she, I feel like she could have done more. But yeah, would've. because Alfred pulls yeah. Christine to the side and gives her some cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to help her pull through the month or whatever. Because it wasn't yeah. like Christina was asking her to like find me a place to stay and support my lifestyle completely. Just like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a little short. 
Um, right. Right. And then, like, Alfred almost uh, immediately dies. <laughs> yeah. After this scene. <laughs> like, we don't get none of that. Yeah. We get this scene, so, because what where they're in New York at the time and trying to build this, like, lavish Fifth Avenue apartment. And so that's where we get, like, the discussion between him and her about, you know, we're going into debt, trying to build this place, all this stuff. And the next scene, he's dead. And she's at, actually, in the book, she always, uh, in the book, Christina says she thought it was suspicious that he died so early on in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And she says he fell down the stairs. And she always thought that was strange. Oh, so that's how he died. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I was like, did the stress do it? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, But uh, this is another pretty iconic scene where you have Joan Crawford and like the board of directors for Pepsi, the stakeholders or, you know, the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And they're telling her, well, we've retired you because we figured you wouldn't want to work anymore since your husband said. Yeah. And she's like, who told you that? Because it certainly wasn't me. You know? mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we are already cleaned out your place and everything, you know, so you, you can leave now. And she was absolutely not. She's like, I refuse mm-hmm. to give up my shares. I will be working here. And that's when you get the whole adult with me fellas scene, you know? Yeah, now that that was a boss scene. Yeah, I like how it was um, put together. I like what was said, you know, I just, I liked everything about that scene. Yeah, that scene was pretty well done. Yeah. Why is this scene really well done and everything like that as well? And as time kind of goes on, you see you see Christina try to keep some kind of relationship with her mother, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like every time she tries to embrace her mother, her mother is doing something horrible, like <laughs> mm-hmm. almost immediately. And uh, there's a point where Christina actually has this job and she's on this um, soap opera, you know, and those are the daily soap operas where you count it live or that was it. They didn't record. They didn't have any recording. Right? Mm-hmm. So she's doing this, this role in the soap opera and then it finds out, comes to find out she has an ovarian tumor. So she has to go to the hospital. And while she's in the hospital recuperating, you know, she's wondering, like, what are they going to do? For her character on the show, and I'm thinking, well, it is a soap opera. They could just say you're in a coma. <laughs> like, yeah, true. Um, but no, instead, she finds out her mother is playing her role. Yeah, on the soap opera for a character who's supposed to be 28, and her mother's like in her late 50s, early 60s. Right. right. At this point, yeah. I was like, that was not cool. Like you're supposed to be by your daughter's bedside. Like, let the let the soap opera figure out what they're gonna do. But you decide to do that. I was just I wasn't here for that. That that was her job. Yeah. Oh, she is in the hospital. Right. And they didn't keep her for long after that. I think they had her off maybe it was like two or four episodes or something, and that was it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was very selfish. So you thought it was suspicious? No, I thought it was selfish. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. She's mm-hmm. very much a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. need to look well to the outside world, right? Right. You have that right. scene where it's like a Christmas at the Crawfords. Mm-hmm. And they have to be perfect and, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah, yeah, but I just thought, and then I'm like, you know, the soap operas, they don't necessarily get a big A-list name like Joan Crawford, so mm -hmm. they will suspend reality for a Miss Joan Crawford, you know what I mean? So. I guess, I don't know, because at this time, her career was not, like, doing well yeah. at all. It wasn't, but she still, she still is that person, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She still is that like top tier celebrity, top tier actress, even though she may have had some, you know, flops, you know, her name still rings numbers or rings bells rather. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so a soap opera wouldn't pass at a chance, even if it was something ridiculous as a damn near 60 year old playing a 28 year old, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're absolutely are not going to pass up that chance. You know, it's just uh, it's just so weird. Like, <laughs> but yeah. But soon after this, we see you know, uh, Joan passes away. Well, before Joan passes away, Christina accepts an award on her behalf, mm -hmm. and uh, is very gracious in the acceptance of the award. And um, after that, Joan passes away, and and then Christina and Christopher go to the will reading. And the executor lets them know that she said uh, she made no provisions in the will for them for reasons that are well known to them. Mm -hmm. And Christopher's like, she always has to get the last word. And Christina goes, does she? Does she? <laughs> and yeah. So do you think that the book was made in um, um, Out of Revenge? For them not getting anything in the will. Uh, and also so that they could tell their story as well, right? Because mm -hmm. their, their story had been told for them. So this way she gets to tell her side and then also. Uh, but she they did contest the will and they were able to receive uh, some inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't surprised that she didn't leave them anything. That that one I wasn't surprised at. I was like, for reasons that are well known to them, what? Like, what happens? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because it seemed like they had made some kind of reconciliation towards the end there, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but she was still, <laughs> she was still her. Right. You know. So. Um. Do you feel like this movie could be made? in present day? I mean, it's so specific to, um, not in the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this was made to be a serious movie. Like, they were not trying to make it camp. Right. <laughs> yep, and it was so camp. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't think it can necessarily be made in present day. Mm -hmm. Um, just given the fact that people nowadays don't really too much know about John Crawford. Mm -hmm. So it probably wouldn't be um, a good decision money-wise to make a movie like this in present day. Mm -hmm. um, or to make, not not a movie like this, but a movie specific, specifically this. You know, because... Like a tell-all yeah, because we don't, like, 
Joan, the name Joan Crawford don't really ring bells like it did back then. Because, like, this movie came out in 81, and I looked up that she died in 77. I mean, that's true. But also, you have the show Feud that came out Mm -hmm. not too long ago. uh, Yeah. That was about her and Ben Davis. Right. 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 Did you watch that? I did. It was excellent. It was actually really good. Yeah. I I didn't get to finish it, but I did start it um, Mm -hmm. back when it was on. And it was entertaining. Like, they did a lot of petty shit, too. (laughs) So yeah, but I don't think I don't think that made like I don't think that made like huge huge rounds. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like talked about that much. It wasn't something that was going around the press junket that much or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just don't it think it wasn't their heyday anymore. Right, right. Like if that if that would have came out maybe like in the late eighties, you know, it probably would have been a bigger success than what it was five years ago when it came out. It's hard to know because it's so singular, you know, and mm-hmm. has influenced so much afterwards. Um, it has been referenced so many times that people probably know the lines without really knowing what they know it from. Right. Right, but that's that's to the ridiculousness of the movie, not exactly. Which yeah. I don't know how you can replicate that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So there's several reasons why it probably wouldn't work. So yeah, um, but yeah, what else? Uh, was there any like takeaways from this? You feel? <laughs> Takeaways from the movie? Yeah. Besides, like the um, the um, campiness of it all, and the and the quotables. Not really, because they touch on some some of the things they should have explored more. So, like mm-hmm. the whole issue with her being an older woman in the Hollywood system. Mm-hmm. Like they mention it, but they don't really go into it right yeah like the stressors that are on her uh, and operating that system how that system is used to manipulate and control they don't really do too much on that which is really where they could have gone to show um kind of just a more nuanced picture of her not that Mm -hmm. you know anything is gonna necessarily make me go oh i understand why you beat your children so but yeah yeah, yeah. see her as more of a human yeah. Um or to just I, emphasize Christina's side of things, you know. Because it's yeah. supposed still supposed to be from Christina's point of view. Right, right. I feel like because they focus more on the um relationship between mother and daughter that mm-hmm. we wasn't gonna get that much of a backstory on Joan. Yeah. Like we only got like a a little glimpse of what was going on prior to are getting Christina. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, because this movie, it could have easily been three to four hours if we would have done oh, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's already like uh, well over two hours. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Now, Christina Crawford does say that she did not like the film. She thought it was grotesque. 
um, the you know Joan never chopped down the tree with an axe. <laughs> you know, um, she did come. To, she was able to come to terms with the way that people find it campy, like the parts they find funny. Mm-hmm. She's like, even though you know it absolutely was not meant to be that, I understand what what people are talking about. Now, did she do the wire hangers in real life? I've seen some say yes and some say no. Okay. So I've, I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah, because I've seen it. I saw one interview um, where she said no. Well, I've read about this interview where she said no. But I believe one of the videos I put in the playlist, she says that did happen. So I was like, I, okay. Yeah. 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 What do you... um? What do you think about the uh, portrayals? Well, again, you know, the portrayals, it wasn't that great, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because we don't really get any kind of nuance with Joan's character, right? Uh, now, the style was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The clothes they had her in, the, the styles, the way they would have her pose, just gorgeous. Like, I love the lighting. The, the lighting, lighting yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How they use that front lighting, and it just, it just was, it just was awesome, you know. So, um, and it just seems like, like, what? Thank you. Um, yeah, it just seems like they was just top tier with the lighting. Um, they both. It seemed like they focused more on everything else, but the uh, script. <laughs> So, I, you know, well, again, they said there were just there were a lot of people trying to direct it and like the studio fighting with, you know, people on set and like trying to get this. And so you have like, again, too many cooks in the kitchen as far as that's concerned. Right. Yeah. But probably for everything else, you didn't. So that's why mm-hmm. those elements are able to work. Right. 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 Well. Let's see. Um, what did you think of the uh, the portrayals? Um, I mean, they were Faye Dunaway's portrayal was was very over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mind it. You know, probably because of the re- reputation of it. Probably is why I didn't mind it. Like if I was seeing it for the first time, like in the movies not knowing what to expect, I probably would have been like, what the hell? Because more than likely, I probably would have been a Joan Crawford fan, you know? Mm-hmm. So I probably would have been like, what the hell is this, you know? So, um, but the little girl's portrayal, she did a really good job. She did. Um, it's like we, we, um, we sat with her more than any, more than the older one. So, mm-hmm. um, her like especially when she was like Jesus Christ, that right there, just the fact that she was able to like convey that like mm-hmm. an adult like it was wild. It was wild for me. So she she did a really good job. She did a really good job in that character. Um, when you were watching it, did you get why it would be a camp favorite? Um, yeah, because of the quotables and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just too, some of the stuff is just too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, it's like, some of, some of it is like unbelievable. 
you know, like, come on now. Like, like the whole, <laughs> the whole Rose Garden. Like, I can understand you being pissed, but you chopping down that tree. Like. She had to take it out on something. Yeah. I get that. I get that too. But yeah, that one was, that was a bit much. That was a bit much. And then she, it was like she was hard on her for no reason. Like, and we didn't get no backstory or nothing. But um, that would have been good if we would have got some type of backstory on why she was so hard on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of us just assuming, oh, because of the field she's in, they're hard on women. You know, if we would have saw that, maybe we would have put it in the context better. Yeah, and she actually has a pretty fascinating backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you you know, take a look at some of the uh, like retrospectives of Mommy Dear, she'll get that as well. Uh, but yeah, that was not at all included because <laughs> you do wonder, like, what kind of made her kind of like this? Like, why is she making these choices? Right, especially given the fact that she had seven miscarriages. You yeah. know what I mean? Like somebody like that, you would think that they would be like extremely nice. Spoiling their kids ridiculously, you know what I mean? But I could also see how they might be concerned about control, right? Because they may feel out of control with seven miscarriages. So if I can control all of this and that or whatever, maybe bad things won't happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So, however, she takes it to an extreme. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right. And then you, and then that's another thing because you also wonder, like, okay, is this real life or is this Hollywood? Like what parts, what parts really happened? What parts didn't happen? Like how suspended did they, how, how much did they suspend reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there, the good thing about this coming out in the eighties though, is that there are lots of interviews with the cast and crew and Christina as well. So mm-hmm. I like being able to go back and like actually see those mm-hmm. as opposed to like when they were happening, we would not have had like that much video access. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so let's go over our, um, rating system. All so right. one movie reel being trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? I would give this a five, I think. Uh, because not only did, or well, first of all, it became this whole kind of camp thing without it being intending to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, it got great in a different way. Um, but that's also lasted over a couple of decades now. It's referenced in so many other different forms of art. Um, and then it also gets you interested in Joan Crawford's story herself, so, mm-hmm. as well as the story of the movie. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Lindsay? What would you give it? Um, not a five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go with a three. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just—it's not—it it's, doesn't flow. It doesn't flow for me. It, like the transitions <laughs> are not good. Um, no. The is terrible, um, but it's but it does keep your attention. But I will also say, on some points, it was kind of boring. So, yeah. But 
overall as a whole, it was entertaining. And um, was it, uh, Faye Dunaway, there were some parts where she's just like, she was acting so hard, basically, she lost her voice. And like, they would have mm -hmm. to hold production and stuff like that. Um, so even though her acting is can be so over the top, it's very, it's just, you can't stop watching it. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that was uh, Mommy Dearest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it did, I mean, it did hold up pretty well, you know, being that it's been, what, 41 years? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it did hold up pretty well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next week, <laughs> now, since, uh, we just coming off of Halloween. We're gonna still kind of stick with the Halloween theme and do uh, Tales from the Hood. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. is that on? That's on Peacock, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So next week, tune in next week as we do a review for Tales from the Hood. Um, yes. If you have any suggestions, please let us know. Yes, yes. And Maria, where can we find you? You can find me on social media at Valar More Dollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. And I also have a podcast with five other black ladies called Nerdgasm Noir, where we talk nerdy and geeky things. So you can come by there. Where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, I am everywhere at L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. -E. Um, and I also have another podcast as well called The Ish We Talk. And, uh, yeah, y'all had a live show recently, didn't you? Yeah, we had a live How did show that go? last week. Um, it went very well. It went very well. Um, we, got, um, we got a lot of feedback from that as well. A lot of people saying, hey, when are you going to do another one? Which, oh, great. Yeah. Which... Um, it won't be no time soon, but it will be. <laughs> yeah, it probably we probably won't. We we'll probably do it like first quarter next year. So, okay. yeah, but um, yeah, a lot went into that, but a lot came out of it as well. So we were definitely um satisfied. Good, glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, um, so. Yeah, and then you can um, follow us everywhere at um, Roomies Review the Movies. That's and, right. Um, we will be back next week doing Tales from a Hood. Yes. All right. So this was episode 18. We'll see you guys on episode 19. Bye. Bye.